Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 660 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a couple of grow questions. Before we get to those grow questions, let's do a few shoutouts to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Scooters3G. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Jessica K. I want to send a thank you to Dank Grows. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my friend Crazy Hand Grows. Let's send a thank you shout out to my new friend Justin Klosser. I want to send a thank you shout out to Elders Garden and Stoner Dave. Let's send a big thank you shout out to 716 Vibes and James Butterson. I want to send a special thank you shout out to my friend The Painted Lady. Then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Chicago Dabber. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, I did include a link in the show notes and the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends. If you've been watching the past couple of episodes, you know this is the part of the show where I invite you to join us on the Discord channel. That's right, there's an Irie Army Discord where all of the Irie Genetics crew, the Grow From Your Heart podcast crew, are hanging out on the Discord right now. There's a live chat happening. Somebody's posting pictures. Dave's doing an auction or a raffle or something of that nature up there. Join us on the Discord channel. There is a link in the show notes and in the video description. All right. I do want to start the show by uh, saying uh, that a few of my friends have mentioned something that I think is funny. Uh, I have decided that when you overflow the reservoir at a new grow, you have simply baptized the place with your new presence. That is now your new grow. It's like I licked it, it's mine, or I peed on it, it is mine. That is what happens when you overflow the reservoir at a grow. The first time you do it, that is your new place. The second time you do it, uh, we got to figure out an excuse for that. The third time, set a fucking timer and quit taking so many dabs on your break. But the first time you overflow that reservoir... Welcome to your new grow. That is a christening. Uh, That is a rite of passage. It's funny the first time. It's a real bitch the second time, but the third time it gets embarrassing. I wanted to give a shout out to a friend who overflowed his reservoir. Uh, You're not going to get your name said, but bro, big shout out. Much respect. Welcome to the crew. We have all done it. It's going to happen again. Overflow gang. All right. Where do I go from there? I've got a good question. So 
Uh, many people might not be aware, but I am not only the Grow From Your Heart podcast, not only do they know me as Rasta Jeff, but also I am the uh, head breeder, the only breeder, the founder, sole proprietor of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. That's right. I make Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. That is all me. I do have a nice test crew that helps me out. I do have some friends helping me with the project this summer, but 99.99% of Irie Genetics is all me. There's a web guy. Shout out to the web guy. Shout out to the testing crew, but the breeding, the selection, all of that stuff happens uh, by me. I do offer a product called Table Seeds. Um, they're not available on a website or anything. If you get seeds uh, through some avenues, through some auctions or some raffles or perhaps a waffle, uh, they do offer Table Seeds as a bonus. Let me take a moment to describe what Table Seeds are before we get into this message. Table Seeds are just exactly what they sound like. Let's say hypothetically I was sitting at this table and I was packing up a bunch of seed packages and I put a package of whatever seeds into a bowl, and then I disperse those seeds from a bowl into 10 packs or into five packs. Sometimes when I'm done, as I'm cleaning up, I discover seeds on the table. Guess what those get labeled? Those are now what are known as table seeds, unknown soldiers. If I've worked with a couple of strains over the course of the day and we clean up at the end of the day, I may find 10 or 12 seeds, and I don't know which bag they came from. I do not give them a name. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't just assign them a name. I don't just pick a bag for them to go into. I don't just fake it for you. I actually set them aside. They go into another bowl that is labeled table seeds. Just all the random seeds I clean up off the table. Maybe I found it tucked under the side of the computer. Maybe it rolled off that way. Uh, maybe I just don't know which bag it came out of. Instead of trying to fake it, like I said earlier, I don't lie to you. I don't cheat you. I don't rip you off. It gets assigned the word table seeds. Then when you buy seeds at a waffle or an action. Yes, we do be careful with some of the words we say. Uh, it's just jokes there. When you do buy stuff in a waffle or an action, I do send you extra table seeds as a bonus, as a thank you. That's just my way of giving you more shit. You do get bonus packs every time you shop with me, but I will send you extra table seeds if I've got them. Uh, they're low right now, so I stopped doing it. Once they pile back up and I've got more to make it worth our time and energy, I will put the table seeds back in the mix. Now that you know what table seeds are, oh, the beauty about table seeds, let's talk about how magical table seeds are. They could be anything in my lineup. It could be anything I've ever released. It could be anything I've never released. It could be stuff you've heard of a thousand times. It could be shit you have never heard of. Anything, any seed that has ever crossed this table has the potential to end up as a table seed. Uh, if I drop, if I've got a Congo to arise or uh, Jack the Ripper to, ooh, let's not say too many things, right? Jack the Ripper to Lemon Skunk. Maybe I dropped one of those seeds and it rolled off somewhere and I found it later. That's in the table seed mix and I don't even know what it is. They could be regs. They could be fems. It's kind of Irie Genetics bag seed as close to what that is. You know it's from me, but you don't know if it, which male or female was involved in that mix in any way. So those are table seeds. They could be anything from my lineup. It could be a feminized cross. It could be a uh, King Solomon cross. It could be a Jack the Ripper cross. It could be an old Daybreaker cross. It could be a King Kim Grape Stomper cross. It could be anything out of my lineup. I think I made enough uh, stress on that. So this question stems from the table seeds. This one came from our friend Grow Can Advocate. It looks like this one came over Patreon, I do think. Big, you, big thank you for the Patreon support. It does go on. It says, Rasta Jeff, I can't thank you enough for the wisdom you impart to the cannabis community through your videos and podcasts. Uh, thank you. Those compliments, those words of encouragement mean a lot to me, so thank you. 
It says, we are, we are a better community because of you. I don't know that I'm making a better community, but if you say so, uh, that's humbling. That is awesome. I'm going to politely take the compliment, but I don't know that I made, maybe I did make the whole community better. There's a really cool, chill vibe in the Discord. So go hang out and go see the community we did create. You're right, bro. I'll quit fighting with you. It goes on though. It says, here is my question. As a Patreon supporter, I've tried to hang out on the Discord channel and learn from all of the fine folks in the Irie Army, and I've even had the chance to win one of the seed auctions a few months back. Yes, allegedly, possibly, there may be some seed auctions over on the Discord. We got to be careful what we say on YouTube, but allegedly that could be a thing. It says, I'm currently growing Irie Genetics Blue Raspberry Truffle, and in the package, I got a handful of 10 or 15, no, it says 15 or 20 table seeds, which is funny because they come in packs of 10 and you got 15 or 20, which means I was generous with your table seeds. I just like to give you extra shit. Money is expensive. And when you guys choose to spend your hard earned money, uh, especially during the past year and a half, two years we've had when we're not absolutely sure where the next nickel and dime could come from, money is extra expensive. And when you chose to spend your hard earned money, your scarce money, with my company on my brand, I appreciate it. So I make sure to show you that I love you, that I appreciate you. Uh, I know there are thousands of other breeders out there. There are thousands of other breeders on the same website where you buy my shit. So taking the, uh, the, the just buying my brand and supporting my brand means a lot to me. So I want to make sure you get more than what you paid for. Um, that's if you get what you paid for, you feel good. If you don't get what you paid for, you feel kind of angry. But if you get extra, you're like, damn, I'm going to go back there again. It's just inviting. It's encouraging. And I want to show you that I'm appreciative for it. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been given a gift. I don't talk about spirituality and stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm rich spiritually and all that shit. So I'm, I'm ready to give you more when you spend your money with you with me. That's what I want to do. Make sure you feel the customer service. So you got 15 or 20 table seeds in your 10 pack is where that ramble stemmed from. It goes on to say, here is my question. Since the table seeds are unknown strains, but otherwise good genetics, I was going to run all of them at once and do a pheno hunt. That's a really good strategy. But then I got to thinking, is there anything wrong or unethical about breeding with them? I'm in prohibition land, so I'm personally not in it to make a bunch of seeds and sell them. As a breeder, how would you feel if somebody took your table seeds and kept the genetics going by breeding them? Maybe even finding something pretty cool. Oh, you'll find something pretty fucking cool in there. Uh, what's the right thing to do with naming anything that comes out of this? I can see this from both sides. As a breeder, I wouldn't want my name on stuff that I couldn't control the outcomes. But on the flip side, if it comes from stock that I've put my heart and soul into, I'd want to make sure it's legit. So if you tell me to fuck off, Bro, I would never tell anybody to fuck off. Uh, this is, I've got full respect. No matter what your idea is, I'll sit down and have a conversation with you. So never fuck off. Always approach me with a smile and be ready for a friendly uh, conversation. Maybe we'll smoke a dab. However, we got to do it. We'll find a resolution that is friendly that we can both agree on. Never going to tell you to fuck off, no matter who you are out there, unless you need to fuck off. Uh, it says, I just want to grow this shit and smoke it. I'm good with, oh, if you want me to tell me to fuck off and just grow this shit and smoke it, I'm good with that. Thanks again for all you do. Much love from canna no grow can advocate all right this is a very good question it gives me the opportunity to talk about a couple things here this person is asking if they can breed with the table seeds first question the first question is can i breed with your seeds is basically what they're asking yes i encourage support promote uh endorse you breeding with my seeds if i made the seeds and you acquired them through a reasonable uh ethical uh, moral method. If you didn't steal them, uh, rip somebody off or lie to get them, 
I encourage you to breed with them. Have a good time. Those are your seeds. Uh, you paid money for them. Somebody's got money for them, either myself or the vendor that sold them to you or the bro that sold them to you. Somebody made some money. Once they left my hands, I have no say-so, no control, uh, no real... I, I care that you have a successful outcome, but other than that, I can't really care too much about what you do with them. I can't stay attached to them. Uh, once I accepted money, they're yours. I can't make rules on shit people paid me money for. Uh, that's when you tell me to fuck off. When I take your money and give you rules, that's when I fuck off. That's, that's how that should go. So I encourage it. I promote it. I endorse it. I support it. Please do breed with the seeds that you get from me. That is cool. I bred with seeds I got from other growers. I bred with seeds and clones that came from other breeders. Uh, I did not invent cannabis. I didn't just meditate one day and manifest a batch of seeds. I had to start with seeds or clones that came from another grower, another gardener, which was another breeder. So I didn't invent seeds. I didn't invent cannabis. And I feel no way territorial or uh, protective of the plant or of the, I do feel protective of the plant, but not of the breeding. You should be able to play freely just like I do. Uh, there are seeds, there are grow lights. Have a good time. You've got my blessings. Um, yeah, I didn't invent this plant, so I can't stop you. I want you to breed. Maybe you'll make better shit than me. That would be awesome. I would be really delighted and proud to see you use one of my packs of seeds and make something better than anything I've ever done. That would make me happy uh, as a teacher, as a breeder. I'm not going to be around forever. I don't expect to fucking live forever. I need people to be a good grower, better breeders. I have to pass this torch eventually. Uh, there were breeders that taught me how to do this. I hope to teach you the same way. Also, I hope to teach you good ethics and good morals within breeding. So let's talk about that part now. You can use my stuff. You've got my full permission. When you do that, it would be cool. And this is a special case because these are table seeds. If you use any of my seeds that you know what they are, just say that was strawberry starburst cross to whatever you used. Just put, give credit to it. Just be honest. Don't lie and say that secret strain A to secret strain B. First of all, the community doesn't trust you, doesn't want that. But second of all, that's a dick move. Give us credit. If you notice my packages of seeds, it always says this crossed to this. I want you to know that that was Subcool's Jack the Ripper crossed to Maya Rise or however it went, Crockett's uh, Strawberry Fields to my Daybreaker. Whatever I did, I want you to know. That way I'm not lying to anybody, misleading anybody. Uh, there are, also, I'm giving credit to the people who I'm using their work. That's important. Also, medical smokers are looking for relief and they know certain strains help them. So if they see that maybe OG Kush is something that works great for a person and then strawberry something, if it's got strawberry in it, maybe it works really good for a person. If they can look through the genetic history and see this has OG Kush and strawberry on one side and OG Kush and the Terps on the other side, it may they know how to map out their medicine a little bit that way. It gives them a hint. It gives them a clue at what to select for their medical consumption. So I think it's important for several reasons that we label these plants properly, correctly with the crosses and honor the original breeders that made those plants. I feel that anything you learn, it's very important to honor the source. We aren't fucking wizards. Most of us learn from Google. So you'll hear me say a lot of times things like, I learned that from Mr. Soul, or uh, I read this in Soma's book. I feel like it's important to teach those sources. That way you guys have the opportunity as well to say, oh, you learned it from Mr. Soul. Then you go research Mr. Soul. And then you find out more, you learn where I'm learning, and then you get a deeper understanding, and then we can learn together. I think it's important. So um, I do feel that it is okay to breed with my seeds. I encourage it. I didn't invent them. Uh, the ethics would be to uh, put, normally you would just put the strain name, but these are table seeds. So you're going to have to put 
um, iRegenetics, just put table seeds by iRegenetics in the description. You know what I mean? And then I always write a nice story about my strain. So it would just say I acquired some table seeds from my buddy iRegenetics or Rasta Jeff at iRegenetics. I found a keeper in there with these traits and described the traits. Maybe, just maybe, I can identify what you've got. I'm not going to 100% say that I can, but once it's in flower, maybe through visual descriptions, through some aroma descriptions, we can identify what you've got. I'm very familiar with my lineup, but you can honor it by saying it is a table seed from Rasta Jeff from iRegenetics. I crossed it to this, and this is what I'm doing. Uh, and then the really cool thing to do would be send me a 10-pack, but, you know, that's not required. Uh, I don't have space to grow it right now, but, you know, if you find something fire and you breed it and you send it back to me and then I grow that and I breed it to something, I promise you I send seeds back to you. So that's how that, that works out. I do keep my friends in mind when I'm working with the stuff they send me. Wow, that was a lot of rambling. So where do we go from here? Um, What's the right thing to do with naming anything that comes out of this? Bro, name it whatever you want. You've got my blessing, my honor. Name it something that is cool to you. Don't, uh, if you want to honor my line and my work, you can put something in there that would sort of give a hint of where it came from. You could give pay homage to it through the name. I sort of try to do that with some stuff. Also, uh, Blueberry Butcher is... Jack the Ripper. It's got Jack the Ripper in there. That's why the word butcher ended up in there. It just sounds like blueberry killing you, Jack the Ripper. And it's got blueberry cookies on one side, uh, blueberry butcher. Uh, so I honored the Jack the Ripper in there. Um, Arise got called Arise because it has got Daybreaker as the male. And Daybreaker comes from Gage Green Genetics. And they name a lot of their stuff one word like uplifting positive words. And I just kept with the theme. I didn't steal a word they were using. Arise was actually submitted by a uh, social media fan. They said Arise would be a cool strain name. And I was like, I'm going to use it. So we used Arise. It pays tribute to the original breeder that bred one of the strains. It honors that. It continues that tradition, but it's also my own thing. So that's where the name Arise came from. I don't know if you ever knew that. Um, yeah, so honor me maybe by putting something with my, or just name it something, whatever you want. Uh, if you're into Transformers, name it after a fucking Transformer. If you're into electronic stuff, name it after some electronic shit. Uh, your grow can advocate, do name it something after your cannabis activism or something. I don't know, man. Have fun with the name creation. You get to name it whatever you want. That is part of the beauty of naming strains. I really like to have fun with my naming schemes. Sometimes I drive myself crazy because I've got the perfect name for a strain, but I still insist that it isn't perfect. It doesn't sound like you're trying to make seeds for market, so the name won't be uh, as critical. Sometimes I feel like a name, the name of a strain can dictate the success or failure of that strain. It can be fire, and if it's got a bad name, it just won't sell for some reason. Uh, sometimes things on the market don't have the, they're not the best product, but they've got a good name, and they just sell because of the name. So uh, I always struggle with the perfect name. I like to crowdsource names a little bit. Uh, see what people think. I try to come up with my own stuff, but then let the crowd kind of weigh in a little bit because they're the ones buying it. But come up with a name that uh, means something to you, something that you smile or you grin or you giggle or you feel some sort of pride every time you say that name. And then uh, if you're not going to put it out to market, it doesn't have to be something catchy that's going to catch the market. You can name it whatever you want. It's just yours. So name the strain, whatever feels good to you, whatever is fun to you. Uh, maybe if you got a family or something or somebody helping you grow it, maybe they've got a name suggestion. Maybe you guys can compile your names, combine your names together, come up with something cool. It's like making up a band name. Uh, this is always fun for me. I love this kind of stuff. So I think I covered the basics of your question. 
You do have the uh, the blessing to breed with my stuff. Um, just put that it's an IRE Genetics table seed in there or an IRE Genetics, however you want to label it. Technically, if you're not going to sell it or do anything with it, you don't have to really worry about that, honestly. But uh, it's just an IRE Genetics table seed crossed to whatever you choose to cross it with. Uh, name it whatever you want. Have fun. Uh, if you want some strain name ideas, let me know what you're working with. Also, let's try to identify this plant. I don't know how to send pictures on Cannabis or on Patreon yet. Uh, it doesn't let me attach pictures, but send them to me through my email, growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Uh, maybe as it's early in flower, later in flower, I may be able to help you identify exactly what you're growing. Maybe uh, I can uh, hear some descriptions of the aromas and we'll see what you're working with. We'll be able to tell by how long it takes to flower, the leaf shape, the colors, some aromas. We may be able to at least narrow down some options of what you may have in your garden. Grow can advocate. I rambled for a long time about that. I really hope I answered your question, bro. Breed with my stuff. Everybody out there, have fun breeding. Breed with my stuff. Uh, even if you've got a seed company, breed with some of my stuff. Don't uh, don't just straight take a male and start a seed company. Um, take a male, take a female, breed something, select a male from that. Use your own male that's been worked, then make a seed company out of that would be cool. But you've got my blessings. Um, I'm not worried about it. I'm honored that you choose to work with my stuff. There's some good breeding stock in there. So don't be shy. All right, I feel like I do have more messages. How long have we been going? We do have time for another one. This may be a long episode, which is cool. I owe you guys a long one this time. Where are we? This one comes from our friend. They want their name said. Their name is not listed, so we're going to skip that and keep them anonymous. Big shout out to my friend. You'll know who you are. It says, hey, Jeff, I love the show. I asked a question during the premiere, and you asked me to email it to you. I do remember this. I was watching the premiere on YouTube. The show does premiere on YouTube at 12 o'clock Mountain Time. It's midnight uh, Mountain Time. It is going from Wednesday to Thursday. So it's um, it's technically 11.59 Wednesday into 12 Thursday at midnight uh, Mountain Time is when these shows come out. I do the premiere on YouTube. I do Wednesday and Monday. So it'll be Wednesday and Monday. Sorry, it's Sunday into Monday and Wednesday into Thursday is when the premieres come out at midnight. Uh, I hang out quite often in the premiere in the chat with my friends and I watch the chat and I talk with the guys and gals that are there, and we bullshit a little bit. During that chat, our friend did ask us this question. There was no way for me to remember it or capture it there in the chat, so I said, please email it. This is what we got. It says, could you do a segment or an episode on, um, and I have to be careful with the words I use because I mentioned this before. We did have a friend whose channel got flagged because they used an inappropriate word, which was really funny because they're using it appropriately, but algorithms will get you in trouble. Um, can we talk about intersex plants and finding nanners on plants? Those aren't the words on the paper here, but I'm trying to be careful. Uh, do you know how long until nanners develop pollen? Or can you explain if there's a difference on when nanners show up during week three or when they show up on week five, etc.? Do you keep them or do you chop based on these circumstances? So this is a very good question. Uh, when you're working with some of the new common varietals out there, it is not uncommon to discover intersex plants. That is a plant that appears to be female, and then at some point in that plant's life, it throws out male flowers. When that plant throws out male flowers, you've got a decision to make, and that's what this question is all about. How do we handle these plants that suddenly tell us that they are intersex plants? We thought we had female plants. Uh, a lot of OG Kush and Chem stuff will have a, a tendency to throw some nanners on you because that comes from somewhere down the line in the chems and the OG cushes, there is an intersex gene. That trait is in there somewhere. 
Um, we've done a lot of breeding with them to try to wash that out and remove it, but it is always going to be present. It's going to pop up sometimes. It can happen from a lot of different things. Um, temperature swings, early, late in veg, early in flower, temperature swings, temperature stress, too high or too low of one way or the other can definitely, uh, what's the word, influence uh, intersex traits in our plants. Uh, stress of any sort, early in flower or late in flower, can trigger intersex traits in our plants. Overfeeding uh, certain things can cause intersex traits to appear within our plants. Uh, light problems, light leaks, light interruptions can cause intersex traits within our plants. Now let me interrupt myself. I keep saying can cause intersex traits within our plants. These traits are already in the plant. People say this plant turned intersex on me. And I always say, no, it was always intersex. You just gave it the opportunity to show you. Um, that plant was always an asshole. You just gave it the option to show you it was an asshole. It was always an asshole. It always had that intersex trait. You just never gave it the environment to express that phenotypical expression. Just like purple is a trait. Just like trichomes are a trait. Just like aroma is a trait. Uh, just like the buzz is a trait of a plant, so is intersex. That is a trait that is carried within that plant. If you breed to that plant, it will move that trait along the breeding. The chances of getting it depend on just the genetic mapping. Does this male wash that out with this female, or does this female carry that trait? How do we breed it out? How do you miss it? I wouldn't even mess with it, honestly, as a, as a breeder. With so many options and opportunities for plants, I don't mess with anything that gives me too much or much intersex trait. I don't mess with that. A lot of people have chosen to do that. So um, the, the trait is already there. What is happening is we are triggering that trait to express itself in certain environments. So sometimes the plants will show you they have intersex traits early. They'll go right into flower and then you'll see female parts and then you'll see male parts like 15 days in. That is an early expressing intersex plant. I would remove that. There's no need to keep that. That is an early intersex. That is going to be a struggle for nine weeks. That is going to be a problem the entire grow. And the, prob the main problem is that male part and the female part are timed up perfectly to where if pollen does come out, the females are timed perfectly to receive the pollen and there's no way to keep that plant from pollinating itself and the plants around it. So that early intersex sign, I would not even fuck with that. That one goes bye-bye quite quickly. Uh, no, no need for a struggle. Set yourself up for success. Get that problematic plant the fuck out of there. Replace it with something good or use that space for one of the plants that's in there and just grow a little bit longer. Um, let's talk about a week three intersex plant. Uh, that's, about, that's about where we are. That's about day 15. Uh, day 17, day 20, you'll start seeing those early intersex plants right as things go into flower. Get rid of that. There's no reason to keep that. If you've got replacement plants, better seeds, other opportunities, get rid of that intersex plant. Don't breed with it. Don't grow it. Don't waste your time. Uh, there's no need to have that in the garden. With all the options for good seeds, good plants, why, why fuck with it? Like That's like going on a first date and finding out that you're totally not compatible and still trying to stick it out for nine fucking weeks. Let's not do that to ourselves. Call that fucking intersex plant, move forward. Let's move later. Let's talk about like week five or week six. If I'm seeing intersex pop up around week five or week six, I've got a decision to make. Is this plant hot fire? Is this something I've grown before? Is this my first run with it? If it's my first run and I'm seeing intersex at week five or six, this plant better have other traits that make it highly desirable. Is it throwing one or two nanners? I may keep her around. If she throws four or five, five or six, 
I'm getting freaked out. I'm getting stressed out. I have to keep an eye on those nanners and see uh, if they develop into, if they start making what looks like could open into a sack. I have to watch how big it's getting. Do I pluck them out? Do I cut those nugs off the plant? Do I cut the plant down entirely? That depends on other traits of the plant. How's the shape of the plant? How's the structure? What's the leaf size? What's the aroma? What does it look like overall other than those couple of nanners in the plant? If there are enough there, five, six, seven, I'm going to get worried. It's going to bother me. I won't be able to sleep at night. Every time I close my eyes, I'm going to go, my crop's getting seeded by an intersex plant that I'm too stubborn to remove. Then I'm going to have to wake up and fucking get rid of it if it's got like nine fucking nanners on it. If it's got two or three, we may keep an eye on it and see what it does. We're going to watch those nanners. They may be sterile. They may never do anything. They may be filled with pollen. It's my job to keep an eye on it and see what they do and make a decision. If they're going to fill with pollen and cause me a problem, I'm going to get rid of them. If those are sterile nanners, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. There's no reason to cut down sterile nanners. They're not going to do anything. They're ugly. There is a slight herm trait within that plant. Maybe not breed with it. Keep an eye on it. Uh, see if certain things are triggering those nanners. But if they just pop up regularly, I've worked with a couple of plants that like at week eight, it'll just pop a couple of nanners. So let's move right into that. Uh, later, later in flower popping nanners, week eight, week nine. I'm not concerned really because my plants are nine weeks into flower, eight weeks into flower. The pistols on the plants, the parts that would receive the pollen are withered and dry and dusty. They're not going to get any pollen at this point. They will not pollinate my plants. All right, so if we're getting nanners around week eight or week nine, I don't worry too much because those plants are too far into their life cycle to become pollinated. The thing I am concerned with is if I'm running a perpetual grow, which I often do, which would mean that I've got plants coming in as plants are going out. So I may have some plants right at peak pollination time while these plants at week eight or week nine possibly are producing nanners, which may contain pollen. Now we got a couple things to think about. Do we pick out those nanners? Do we chop off the buds with the nanners? It's usually the top. So do you want to do that? Are those nanners going to produce pollen or are they sterile? Most of the time, in my experience, a plant that expresses an intersex trait around week eight or week nine generally produces sterile flowers. They do not have any pollen in them. They do not create any pollination. They don't cause any problems. That is most of my experience. I have seen the opposite, but probably 90% of the time, those late flower intersex male flowers are not threatening to my crop. Those are, uh, let's talk about a previous episode. Those are the plant trying to find a way to survive. Sometimes those plants may pollinate, but most of the time, those nanners that pop up late do not contain any pollen. So they usually do not stress me. Again, if there are one or two, two or three, once we get up to like five or seven, again, I start going, what is with that plant? And it's already done. We're at week eight or week nine. I'll let it finish up. I may grow it one more time and maybe not push it so hard at the end or maybe push it harder at the end. Usually I push the plants pretty fucking hard. That is probably what caused it to show me intersex traits. So during the next grow, I would simply reduce my feed, be a little bit more careful with my light cycle, pay a little bit more attention and see if I can make that plant not show me intersex traits on the second run. If it does it again, I've got a decision to make. Am I going to get rid of it? Is it worth keeping it? So that is a late flowering plant. It's doing that in late flower because it wants to survive. It's doing what we were calling the Jurassic Park effect in a previous episode. 
These plants have the will to survive. Life does find a way. So that is why they're showing you intersects in week nine or week 10. Some later flowering plants will do it. If you got a 10 or 11, 12 week flowering plant, it may do it in the last two weeks, right before harvest time. Naturally, in the environment, uh, that plant would have been destroyed by something. A goat would have eaten it. Uh, something, the wind would have taken it down. Nature would have knocked it over. The wind, the weather, the rain, something would have knocked it down. It never would have gotten that far in nature. And if it did, it would have said, I don't know what to do. Why didn't I get pollinated yet? Because like I've spoken about before, these plants' main goal is to reproduce. They want to survive so there can be more plants for next year. And if we don't give them the opportunity to mate, they'll find a way. And that plant just goes, hey, you didn't pollinate me. I've been putting all of my energy into making babies. You never gave me that opportunity. I'm going to figure it out. And there's something in these plants that says, I can make my own male parts and it just starts spitting out flowers. We have selected, hopefully through breeding, uh, through selective breeding and through several generations, hopefully we've removed most of those intersex traits, but it is still there. It's still an opportunity. It's going to pop up. It's not removed from the cannabis gene pool by any means. It's all about selection. So I went on a really good ramble there, but uh, early uh, showing intersex plants, they go. Mid flower, like week five or week six, you've got some things to think about. Late flowering plants that show intersex traits, if they're fire, keep them around. Let them have a couple of nanners at the end. You probably won't cause any problems. And if they do pollinate, uh, use those seeds. Grow them yourself. You've got some really cool bag seeds. Don't share them with your friends. Don't make any money off of them, but grow them because you may have some really cool shit. If that plant was cool enough to keep around until week nine or week 10, even though it made some intersex flowers, it's probably good smoke. Maybe whatever you accidentally bred that to is going to be better or equally good smoke with different traits. Either way, it's a fun project. You've got some free bag seeds to work with. Uh, if you're a new grower, you're new at germinating seeds. There are some seeds you could try to germinate. They were free. Practice seeds are never a bad thing. So let me make sure I answered uh, the majority of your question here because I do feel like I got rambly. Uh, do an episode or segment on nanners. Um, I like to use the word intersex. We're going to avoid the H word. I definitely don't like the shortened version of the H word. Um, that just sounds childish to me. When you say it, uh, H and then E at the end of it, H-E, that just sounds like a child third grade word. Uh, just say just Herman or something like that. If you're going to do it, say short for Herman. Uh, don't say Hermony. We're just going to end up with a YouTube fucking strike here. Intersex is the word we want to use, guys. Intersex is the appropriate word for what we're talking about. Um, do a show on intersex. Yes. Uh, week three, cut it. Week five or six, you got decisions to make. Uh, late flowering, uh, late showing intersex. Uh, they're probably sterile. Um, probably not too big of a deal unless maybe you've got a perpetual and maybe that's not a sterile uh, male flower popping up. Most of the time, intersex is from, uh, it is in there. It's not something that you did. It is in there, and then it just expressed itself. It's just a trait that was always in the plant waiting to show. You had to trigger it, give it the right environment. Uh, and a lot of that is just from breeding selection. We have to choose better plants, uh, stress test the plants before you breed with them, test the progeny before you sell them. That is my short ramble on intersex plants, you guys. Um, I think I covered a lot of ground in this episode. I want to thank everybody again for listening to episode 660 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. When I say the numbers at the start of the show, it puts a big smile on my face and it blows my mind every time. 660 episodes and many of you have been along for the entire journey. A lot of you jumped on right when we came into YouTube. Some people are just jumping in. Each and every one of you, truly, thank you. Big salute. I appreciate you. 
please hang out. I only in, only plan and intend. I was on a roll there for a minute. It's just going to get better. That's what I'm trying to say, you guys. Stick around. Thank you. I owe it to you to make the show better. I've got the other camera. I'm learning fucking more tricks with the editing, trying to make it a great show for you, trying to keep the quality content going. That's enough of that stuff. All right. I think that's all we've got for this episode. I covered a couple of good topics, covered a lot of ground here. If you've got any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Uh, send me your uh, questions, corrections, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, words of wisdom. I am ready. Don't be shy. Also, make sure to check out the website at iregenetics.com. Uh, and of course, join us on Discord. I do look forward to seeing you on Discord. If you're watching on YouTube, please, now is the time to click like and subscribe to the channel. All right, that is all I've got for this episode. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my friend Brian C. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.